Now time for the BCHL Podcast. All the way in front, backhand, scores! Turn on the red light, the Capitals win it. Donaldson shoots, scores! Sean Donaldson shorthanded. Now one of a breakaway, in alone is Libel. Club save is Colby Hedquist. Nice move. Tanelli to the goal, to the backhand, scores! Cue it up. Tyson Dickett again, he scores! There's one for the highlight reel. Magnus all the way around, he scores! How do you do, Zach Michaelis, coast to coast? You go back to the goal, oh, what a setup! Oh, me, oh, my, put that a PCHL tonight! Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, it is a special edition of the BCHL Podcast. We have part one of our NHL draft preview for you. Uh, where we'll be talking to the prospects for the upcoming draft uh, this week in Nashville, Tennessee. But before we get to the guest list, I would like to let you know that the BCHL's coverage of the NHL draft is presented by Chevrolet. Chevrolet is a founding partner of the BC Hockey League, and we thank them for their continued support. All right, let's get on with the guest list. So, There are eight players that we spoke with uh, that are either uh, players that played in the BCHL this past season or are league alumni who have graduated onto college already. Uh, And all of these players uh, have either been listed at some point during the year by NHL Central Scouting or were on the final rankings, uh, which came out in April. In part one, we will speak with Matthew Wood, who is a former Victoria Grizzly and played his freshman season at the University of Connecticut. We also speak with Idar Suniev from the Penticton V's, Owen Beckner from the Salmon Arm Silverbacks, and Chilliwack Chiefs forward AJ Lacroix. Let's start things off with our chat with Matthew Wood. Wood played last season uh, for the University of Connecticut. He played a year early as a 17-year-old. He was granted permission to start his NCAA uh, college career. Um, and as the youngest player in college hockey, he had a great season. Uh, he was almost a point per game player. He had 34 points in 35 games uh, and was named to the Hockey East all rookie team. All of that comes a year after he was a star in the BCHL for a couple of years. And in his final season, he was the league's leading scorer, a finalist for the most valuable player award and a first team all-star uh, at the end of his second season. After his great year in the NCAA this year, he is ranked as the number four North American skater by NHL Central Scouting and pretty much uh, a guarantee to be a first rounder. We caught up with Wood before the draft to talk about what it was like playing college hockey and being the youngest player in in all of NCAA, uh, as well as his time in the BCHL, his thoughts on the draft process. So uh, we cover a a wide range of things. So let's get to it. Here's our first interview of our draft preview. Part one, kicking off with our chat with University of Connecticut forward and former Victoria Grizzly, Matthew Wood. All right, Matthew, you're coming off your freshman year at the University of Connecticut. Uh, Despite being 17 years old for the majority of the year uh, and the youngest player in college hockey, you averaged nearly a point per game. You had 34 and 35. You're named to Hockey East's all-rookie team. Obviously, it was a pretty good season for you, but um, from your perspective, how did that first year of college hockey go? Um, Yeah, I think it was, you know, a really good experience, and I think I learned a lot, and I had a lot of fun at UConn, and um, um, I went in, and I mean, the the coaches and, and all the players treated me really well, and 
Um, I became really close with a lot of those guys, and I think um, it was pretty cool to be a part of a culture like that where everyone's just supporting each other. And um, I mean, yeah, I had a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to going back next year. So how did you find the transition? And I, I mentioned that you, you, you came in a year early. Um, so as, as someone who was so young when it started, obviously that would be difficult for anybody uh, making that transition. But for you as being younger than, than most players or all of the players in college hockey, how did you find that jump uh, from junior to the NCAA? It was definitely a huge jump. And like, I mean, everyone's a lot older and bigger and faster. And um, I had a lot of learning to do and, um, I mean, yeah, it's just a, a whole step up in every single category and, um, even just living, you know, in a dorm and taking care of like all my schoolwork and my laundry and all that stuff. And it's, uh, it was a huge adjustment and, um, I might've, you know, learned the hard way as far as the school stuff goes at first. But, uh, um, I think, you know, I got used to it and was able to continue into the second half really well. And I, I mean, I enjoyed my time there. So it was fun. So looking at your team, um, you came in with a pretty large freshman class and a lot of those players were fellow BCHL alumni. Um, did that help you at all with the transition, knowing there were guys making that same jump as you and, and coming from the same area and the same league, you at least had all of that in common. Did that help at all? Yeah, I think that helped quite a bit. I mean, we had, uh, <clears throat> we had 12 freshmen and, um, I mean, we all were in the same boat and in the same building, you know, eating in the same dining hall and we were able to just go through it together. And, um, I mean, yeah, those guys, you know, did a great job stepping up and I think they had great years too. And, um, I think everyone, you know, really enjoyed their time there. Going back a little further to your time in the BCHL, you spent a couple years with the Victoria Grizzlies. Uh, your first year was a bit of a unique one. Uh, you made your um, debut in the league during the pod season. Um, so, you, But you really managed to establish yourself as a player in the league despite uh, that being your 15-year-old year. Uh, what did that experience in the pod season that first year do for your uh, overall development? Yeah, I mean, that was a huge... Uh, I mean huge confidence booster going into that next season and um i was able to come in and after that and know what to expect and um know what to do and i think that really helped me a lot and um i mean yeah i was pretty young then too and i mean we had a really good culture there as well and um everyone kind of accepted me and um that was that was really helpful and i think just being able to like I said, get used to the speed and the pace and, you know, everything that happens in the BCHL that season really helped me going forward. And, um, I mean, I had a lot of fun also. Um, it was, it had been almost a year since I played games because of COVID and then I was able to finally play. So that was really fun. Yeah, you mentioned that second year. Uh, you led the league in scoring. You were uh, an MVP finalist, a first-team All-Star. Was it just a matter of knowing what to expect after that pod season, or was there was there more to it? Like, how do you think it all came together for you in that second year in the league? Um, yeah, I think I just kind of. I mean, I took that summer and really worked as hard as I could to, um, you know, improve my game in all in all areas and. I mean, I was able to learn from uh, Ellis Rickwood, who I think he had the most points in the pod season. Um, so that was, you know, really helpful for me to be able to learn from him. And um, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of just came in and, um, I mean, I had a great line and a great, we had a great power play and our coaches really helped me too. And 
I mean, playing with Ricks, who already led the league in scoring the year before, really helped. And, um, I mean, Eddie did a great job on that line as well, which was um, really helped us. And um, I think that was, uh, you know, a big um, factor in, in what I was able to do that year. So bringing it back to this past year again, obviously you've known for a long time that this was going to be a big year for you with it being your draft year. You've been projected as a first rounder for at least a couple of years now. So how did you manage uh, to handle that pressure and, and maybe the outside noise that comes with being a, a highly touted draft prospect? How did you manage that all uh, during your freshman year? Uh, I just kind of tried to take it one day at a time and improve um, as much as I could every day and, um, try and learn, um, learn something new every day. And, uh, I try not to pay too much attention to it. I just try and, you know, I'm just trying to reach my full potential as a player. And I know one day that I'm going to be able to do that and be able to do, um, everything I want to do. And, um, at the highest level. And that's kind of been my main focus ever since I was young. I, was, I haven't been too worried about um, the little things, obviously the draft is going to be a special experience with my family, but I'm not too worried about it. And, uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, improving as much as I can this summer, having a great season next year, you come. So, um, as part of the whole draft process, there's the draft combine. And I know you were part of that a couple of weeks ago. Um, so what was that experience like uh, going through that? Was there anything that caught you off guard? Was it all kind of expected? How, how was your draft combine experience? Yeah, it was good. Um, there's a lot of meetings, which I kind of wasn't expecting, and um, a lot of media stuff and filming, which was kind of new to me. But, um, I mean, I think it was a good experience. It was nice to just um, kind of see friends um, and not really compete against them. Just kind of we're all just there doing our interviews and, um, you know, excited for what's to come. So it was a good experience. Yeah, you mentioned meeting with uh, some of the teams. I'm sure you had a lot of those conversations uh, at the Combine and beyond. Um, so when you're having those conversations, um, if you get asked maybe a question like, like how would you describe yourself as a player, um, how would you answer that when speaking with uh, an NHL team? And, and how do you think your game would translate to the pro level? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm a really offensive threat and I can score from anywhere. Um, I make really good plays, give, give guys pucks in the right areas. And, um, I'm able to, you know, create offense, um, really well. And, um, I think throughout the year I developed, um, really well defensively and, um, I'm, I turn into a really responsible player that can play in any situation. And, uh, I think all that's going to translate. So the draft is next week in Nashville. Um, obviously you're going to be there as a, a projected first rounder. So who's going to be there with you? You have friends and family. You mentioned family earlier. Who, who will all be there uh, in Nashville? What's the plan for draft day? Um, just uh, my parents and my two younger sisters are going to be there. So with having them there, um, I, know, I know it'll probably mean a little bit more to have your family uh, involved in the process. So what would it mean to you and your family uh, to get drafted next week? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be, um, you know, a really fun experience. We don't get to travel as a family that often, so it's going to be cool just to do that. And um, I think we're all going to enjoy our time in Nashville and, Obviously, whatever happens, happens, and um, I'm going to, you know, take it one day at a time, and um, 
I mean, obviously my family's helped me so much throughout um, just my whole life, not even just in hockey, but through everything. And um, I'm really grateful for them and I'm happy to be able to share, share that experience with them. Last question for you. We talked earlier about the large freshman class that you came in with this year uh, at UConn. Obviously, uh, you guys are trying to build something special there. You had a pretty good year last year as well. So uh, what do you see as kind of the next step in the team's evolution um, next year when you're back? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm really excited about next year. I think everyone's, you know, especially the freshmen I know are, you know, really excited and feel like we've learned a lot about what we need to do and I think our next step is to make the NCAA tournament and um, I mean I definitely think we can do that next year All right, Matthew well really appreciate the time Uh, thanks so much and best of luck to you next week at the draft thanks so much thank you thank you to Matthew Wood for joining the podcast All right, let's keep this thing moving let's get on to our second interview uh, up next, we speak with Penticton V's forward, Idar Suniev. Suniev played the past one and a half years in the BCHL with the V's. He joined Penticton midway through the 21-22 campaign uh, and had a, an immediate impact. He was part of the team that won the championship in 2022, although he did get injured in the postseason. Um, and he came back even better in uh, the 22-23 season. Uh, he finished as the BCHL's third leading scorer with 90 points on the campaign uh, and was a key part of their second straight championship win, uh, hoisting the Fred Page Cup uh, back in May of this year. We spoke with Suniev. Uh, actually, he was at the NHL Draft Combine at the time. Uh, so spoke with him about the draft process, his uh, his season playing under the pressure of it being his draft year, um, and also uh, what he's looking forward to about his next step in his hockey career, which is playing his freshman season at the University of Massachusetts. All right, let's get to it. Here is our chat with Idar Suniev from the Penticton V's. All right, Idar, this was uh, your draft year, the 2022-23 season. Um, you uh, you obviously had a great year, uh, put up 90 points during the regular season, but obviously there was probably some added pressure knowing it was your draft year. So how did you handle that pressure knowing that uh, this was a big year for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was obviously a great year for me and my team. You know, uh, winning back-to-back championship was a really nice and exciting thing to do. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that was a little bit of pressure at the beginning. Uh, didn't really know what to expect. Uh, you know, uh, never experienced, uh, playing in the draft year, but I think, uh, I handled myself pretty well and, uh, yeah, I think wasn't too worried, wasn't too worried. So you joined the the V's actually midway through la- or the previous season, the twenty one twenty two season, um, and that was your first uh, experience of junior hockey. So um, how how difficult was that transition for you? Get, it's difficult enough um, stepping up a level and, and playing junior junior hockey for your first year, but you did it um, midway through the season. Um, so how was that transition for you um, last last season? Yeah, it was definitely uh, different for me. You know, but I think, uh, you know, coming uh, last year, halfway through the season, you know, playing uh, 17 games in the regular season and just feeling, having experience in the playoffs with the team definitely helped me this year, you know, just having that experience. Uh, and yeah, 
you know, having a bigger role this year. Yeah, definitely helped me. So you talked about the two championships. You won one in uh, your first year in the league, although I know you were injured for part of the playoffs, but this past season, huge part of that team that won uh, for the second year in a row. So uh, what does that do for your development and for you as a player being on such a successful team for two years in a row, getting used to winning, knowing what it takes to win a couple of championships? How does that help you in the long run? Yeah, I think it definitely helps uh, a lot me a lot to me personally. You know, just uh, you know, winning back to back. You know, having that winning mentality uh, definitely helps you going to the long run. Even for me, going to college, you know, bringing that winning uh, mentality into college to your team, um, something you would want to have. So you put up 90 points, like I said, in, in 50 games this year, which was a big improvement. You you mentioned the 17 games you played last year. You were a, a, a over a point a game player then, but this was obviously a lot more than that. So um, when you look at uh, where you were when you started your career in the BCHL and where you finished, um, how do you think you developed in your two seasons in the league? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, last year, halfway through the season coming to the BCHL, uh, I think it was something different for me, a uh, new experience. But, uh, you know, this year, I think I stepped up. You know, I developed my game on a new level. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, I was uh, enjoying and having fun on the edge, which is, you know, really... I, I thought we played, you know, I thought I played a pretty good year. And, uh, yeah, I think I definitely developed my game from last year. So your team this year, just looking at the roster, so many good players on it. The top three scorers in the league, yourself and the two Nadeau brothers, one of the top goalies in the league in DePasco, a great defensive core with guys like Hopkins and Jurasevich. So what does it do for you to be around those kind of players and that kind of talent day in and day out? Yeah, uh, definitely great to be around those players, just, you know, uh, learning what they do on a daily basis, how hard they work every day, you know, how hard we push each other to be better every day. And yeah, that's definitely something special. And that's definitely something to help us to win uh, this year. So putting the focus back on the draft, um, if you were speaking to an NHL general manager or scout, and I'm, I'm sure you've had those discussions and especially in recent weeks, um, how would you describe your game and uh, how do you think it would translate into the pro level? Yeah, I think uh, I would say I'm a two-way player, uh, lots of skill, you know, who can play on both sides of the puck, who likes to generate offense, and obviously who likes to score goals. Um, I think on the long run, I would definitely, you know, I expect myself to be that kind of player, and uh, yeah. So the draft is June 28th and 29th. Uh, you're uh, rated pretty highly among uh, among skaters there. Um, so there's a, a very good chance that you're going to be selected probably in the, the early to mid rounds. So uh, what's your plan on draft day? Are you going to Nashville? Are you uh, planning on watching at home with friends and family? What's your plan for uh, for the draft? Yeah, uh, I'm planning to go to Nashville and uh, be there for the draft. So yeah, that would definitely be exciting for me. Yeah, if if you were to get selected and and it did happen, what would it mean for you uh, and your family? Uh, yeah, it would definitely means a lot. Uh, you know, just uh, how hard uh, I worked through the years to get to this point. But I think uh, at the same time, you know, uh, I would be focused on uh, you know working 
carbon harder and you know that's not my final goal and uh you know it's something i i should be proud of but you know that's not my final goal and that's not where i want to where i want to end up so yeah last so, question no there's still still a lot to go and uh yeah so a lot to work to get to the nhl level Last question for you. You're uh, committed to go to the University of Massachusetts. That's your next stop uh, next year. Um, how excited are you to to get there and obviously a great program and start your college hockey career? Yeah, I'm really excited to join UMass. You know, I think we'll have a great year, a great team. And uh, yeah, just uh, looking forward to that. All right, Idar. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Really appreciate the time and uh, best, of, uh, best of luck at the draft in a few weeks. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks again to Idar Suniev for joining the BCHL podcast. Let's keep this going. Our next interview is with Salmon Arm Silverbacks forward Owen Beckner. Beckner just completed his second season in the BCHL and after putting up 10 points as a 16-year-old in his rookie year in 21-22, he really stepped things up uh, and became a go-to player for the Silverbacks in his second season, uh, coming off uh, a 17-goal, 33-assist, and 50-point uh, regular season, and also was a key contributor in the playoffs, uh, 10 points in 14 games, and uh, helped lead the Silverbacks to their first-ever Interior Conference Final. Beckner is the 86th-ranked North American skater by NHL Central Scouting. Beckner, who committed to Colorado College before the start of this past season, uh, tells us about why he decided to commit there. And of course, we get into uh, him playing in his draft year, what his expectations are uh, around the draft and much more. So here is our chat with Salmon Arm Silverbacks forward Owen Beckner. All right, Owen. Uh, so uh, this year was your draft year. Um, obviously, it's kind of natural to put a little bit of extra pressure on yourself, knowing it's a pretty important year. But was that the case for you? Was there a little bit of extra pressure? And, and if so, how did you handle it? Um, to be honest, I didn't really uh, feel too too much pressure. Like, obviously, you know, the draft uh, is something you you keep in the back of your mind, but it's obviously you don't want to think about it, it too much because you don't want it to to affect your game. So yeah, it's obviously. Something in the in the back of your mind, but yeah, I just tried to you know not think about it too much and just just play my game. So your uh, second season in the league was a huge improvement from your rookie year. Obviously, you were very young in your first year, but uh, when you look at the numbers, you went from ten points in forty two games to nearly a point per game uh, this past year. Um, so, what led, in your opinion, to your boost in offensive production this year? Um, I think for me it was just uh, all the wood, uh, all the work, and so I put in put put in off years in the summer. Um, yeah, I kind of had a tough year my first year. I was, you know, still a bit smaller, but uh, through the off season, I trained really hard, uh, put a, put a you know lots of strength on. Um, was on the ice a ton, worked on my skating, worked on my shot, worked, worked on my hands, well, kind of worked on everything, my my all around game, and yeah, I was able to come out this year and and have a you know good year that i'm that i'm happy with and it's just nice to see all the, the hard work i put in pay off 
So the Silverbacks had a really good team um, in each of the last two years while you were there. Uh, you finished second in the Interior Conference last year, and then uh, not quite as high in the, in the regular standings this past year, but you ended up having some playoff success, making it to the conference finals. So uh, when you're a part of a team like that and um, have such good players around you and you're experiencing success, uh, team success, what does it do for your development as an individual? Well, yeah, um, you know, the guys uh, in the locker make it really easy for me. I've had the pleasure over the past years to play with some really um, highly talented and skilled players, which has kind of helped me develop. And, you know, they push me every day to be better and and learn new things that that they have that I want to acquire. And, yeah, it's been a pleasure playing with with those guys throughout, throughout the past few years. And, you know, I look forward to playing with them more. So I, I mentioned the playoff success you had this year. Uh, obviously, it didn't end the way you wanted. Uh, but what can you take from that experiencing, or sorry, from that experience going forward, um, knowing that you and your teammates know what it takes to win a playoff series? You know what playoff hockey is like. What can you take that from that experience going forward? Well, yeah, it's obviously a lot of you know good experience to acquire. We were a younger group this year, didn't really uh, know what to expect. Uh, kind of. I don't think we had the highest expectations on us, uh, even you know going to this year or playoffs. But yeah, I think we went in and, and kind of all came together as a group and, and bought into to what we you know had to do. And yeah, we're able to to make go on a good run. And I think it's just really good experience because um, especially I know a lot of guys are coming back next year, so it's good experience for us to uh, to carry it on to next year. So you come into the 2023 draft ranked as uh, the 86th North American skater. Um, that means you, you do have a pretty decent chance of, of getting selected somewhere uh, on draft day. So uh, with, with that in mind, what's your plan on draft day? Are you thinking of going to Nashville to be there in person? Are you going to hang out at home with friends and family? Uh, what, what's your plan? Um, yeah, I don't really know um, the plan, you know, I don't really have too much of a plan as of now, but I'd probably just, you know, spend time with family. You know, they're the ones who have made all the sacrifice for me and, and helped me get to this point. So I want to, you know, if it does happen, uh, share it with them. Yeah. That kind of leads me into my next question. If, if it did happen, what would it mean to you and your family to, to hear your name called and get selected by an NHL team? I mean, yeah, it would uh, obviously mean the world to me. I've been playing my hockey, hockey my whole life and, it's been, you know, a dream of mine ever since I was, you know, three or four years old to, to play in the NHL. And yeah, just even, you know, having my name in the mix in that regard is um, pretty, pretty surreal. And then uh, someone uh, really, really grateful for. But yeah, again, it's just really nice to see the work pay off and to have it happen would mean, you know, a lot to, to my family and myself. So if you were speaking with an NHL GM or a scout that was interested in selecting you in the draft, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the pro level? Well, yeah, I think I just have, you know, a hockey, a hockey brain. Like I can think at a, at a quick pace. I think I'm a, a skilled player who can, you know, make plays in tight spaces and, and see things before they happen. And yeah, I think that, and I'm also, you know, uh, a, bigger guy um who can who can skate well as well and i think that just translates uh to the next level because you know you have to be able to think at a quick pace um obviously with the increase of speed at the next level and i think that's what would kind of help me um translate my game 
So uh, sounds like you and uh, some of your other teammates from this year are, are planning on returning to Salmon Arm next year and uh, playing in the BCHL. So uh, what are you looking to work on this summer uh, to make sure you're hitting the ground running next year uh, when the BCHL season starts again? Well, yeah, I'm obviously, you know, going to get, you know, right back in the gym, um, right back on the ice. I really want to improve my my power and my stride and, and just my overall skating ability. And yeah, obviously, I just want to, you know, be become bigger, stronger, faster, and be obviously had a big, big jump um, from my rookie season to, to last year. And I want to have, you know, even a bigger jump from, from last year to this year. So, yeah, it's just kind of putting in all the work again and then just, you know, keep – keep grinding and, and, and trying to trying to reach my full potential. Last one for you. Uh, you are committed to Colorado college to play your NCAA hockey whenever, um, that time comes. So why Colorado college? Why was it the best to fit for you? Um, well, yeah, I was, um, obviously super fortunate to be recruited to, to such an amazing school. They were actually during my rookie year when I was, you know, wasn't producing as much and, and didn't have uh, as many looks. They were one of the one of the first teams to reach out and really try to get to know me. And then, yeah, as uh, as time went on, our, our my relationship with the with the coaching staff there at Colorado just you know got better and better. And um, you know, when the time came, uh, yeah, they they're, just, they're the best fit for me. I have the best relationship with the coaching staff, uh, the college they built there. I could just really see myself fitting into and, and striving and in their uh in their style and in in their culture and yeah it's just it was it was an easy decision for me all right owen well thanks so much really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and uh best of luck uh, on draft day yeah awesome thank you big thank you to owen beckner for joining the podcast All right, we've come to our last interview of part one of our NHL draft preview, and that is with Chilliwack Chiefs forward A.J. Lacroix. Lacroix was ranked by NHL Central Scouting on their initial two lists during the year in October and in January, but actually did not find himself on their final rankings in April. Um, most players may have let that get to them and um, be disappointed about it, but Lacroix did the complete opposite. Um, in this past spring, in the playoffs uh, for the Chilliwack Chiefs, he played the best hockey of his BCHL career. The 18-year-old had 17 points in 15 playoff games and helped lead the Chilliwack Chiefs to an appearance in the Coastal Conference Finals. We sat down with Lacroix to talk about uh, what his reaction was to being left off the final rankings, how he handled the pressure of it being his draft year, uh, and his development in general in his couple years in Chilliwack. Um, so here it is, the final interview of part one of our NHL draft preview. Um, this is Chilliwack Chiefs forward AJ Lacroix. All right, AJ. Well, um, this is your draft year coming up. Uh, the NHL draft is just a couple weeks away. Um, what was this past year like for you going through the season, uh, knowing it was your draft year and that you are on the draft radar? Um, I definitely think this pressure, the season had a little more added pressure, but um, like any other kid's season, uh, it's all about the team and the team's first. And, uh, and I think the, the year as we finished it out and made it to the conference final really worked out in the end. And, uh, it was a good, good season for the whole team. 
how'd you handle that pressure? And I mean, it's pretty hard to ignore, like you say, it's, it's some natural pressure being put on the, on the, that season, but like, how do you personally handle it? Um, well, I'm, I'm lucky to say that I, I had a lot of supporting casts around me, um, whether it's teammates, coaching staff, parents, whoever it may be. Um, I was pretty lucky to have a lot of people to talk to if the pressure did build. But again, uh, I think one of the biggest ways that helped me deal with it was just being in a comfortable environment. And I was pretty fortunate to have that in Cholek. Um, it really helped just being comfortable with going into the rink every day, knowing that I can kind of escape the pressure and just have fun. So speaking of the Chiefs, this was your second year in the BCHL, second year with Chilliwack, uh, and you had your second straight strong year, but you really took your game uh, up a notch in the playoffs. You had 17 points in 15 games, like you said earlier, took the team to the conference finals. What do you think allowed you to step your game up like that in the most important uh, part of the year? I think the biggest thing uh, throughout the whole year and kind of what I've been talking with Coach Maloney throughout the year was trying to find my identity, um, just figure out what's going to make me the most successful down the road. And I think uh, coming into the last 10, 15 games of the year um, between 40 and 54 games and starting into playoffs, we kind of really figured out what, what what's going to make me successful and what's going to help the people around me. And, uh, and we just got the mindset. That's what I have to stick with. Um, whether that was being a little more physical um, or whether it was just playing at a quicker pace, kind of those two combinations along with just, truly understanding what I can be was was pretty helpful for success and then you can't just discredit that our team scored more than we did in the regular season on average for games and and we just we clicked at the right time so albeit it was probably my most productive time I've ever been in the BCHL there was a lot of other factors that helped me get there. So looking back at when you started your rookie season a couple of years ago and then comparing it to now and kind of where you finished last year, how do you think you have improved as a player over that stretch? Um, in my eyes, albeit it wasn't a statistical improvement by a, a catastrophic amount like you can see from other notable prospects, I do feel like that I took the farthest strides in just understanding what type of player a little timid as a 16 year old. Uh, I was kind of a a backbone piece or not a backbone piece. Sorry. uh, Just a a passenger on a really great team. Um, I was pretty fortunate to have a really great team in front of me uh, or to play on, I guess I should say as a 16 year old. And uh, last year we struggled a little. So um, at the start of the year and eventually found our footing, but uh, that made me kind of get out of my comfort zone and, and truly work on the things that I needed, I needed to improve to, uh, to help the team out. So, um, I think like throughout the couple of years, the biggest notable things have just been kind of confidence, speed, and, uh, and like I previously mentioned, understanding what type of player I am. Yeah. And, um, just Staying on that subject about development, um, you, you've been with the same team for a couple of years. You mentioned Coach Brian Maloney uh, in a previous answer. What is it about the coaching staff in Chilliwack and, and even the organization in general that kind of allowed and, and encouraged you to develop? What, what was it about the coaching staff and kind of the organizational structure that helped out in that aspect? Uh, there's always an open door there. Um, they give you the guidelines to do things they also allow you room to improve and room to fail. They're not afraid of failure because they know that failure is what makes a good player, but they also know that failure can be tough. So they're kind of always there for you. If you are struggling, um, I was pretty fortunate to have a good relationship with, uh, 
with all three of the coaches on the bench, whether, or actually all four just of the coaches, whether that's coach price, coach Shaw, coach Rahala, or coach Maloney, uh, that's kind of an open door um, with all three of them or all four of them. And uh, no matter what you were struggling with or what, what help you needed with, there was always someone there to do video. And, and I think I can say a lot about coach Maloney that I never felt like his door was closed on me. He uh, throughout my two years there, he was always willing to help me. And, uh, and I think that's really helpful in a player's development. They only uh, kind of, from what I've witnessed as a, as a philosophy of, with player development comes wins and they've been pretty excellent at developing players over the last couple of years. That's why the chiefs have always made the playoffs and, uh, and always had a, a strong, strong position in the BCHL. So you were on NHL central scouting's draft rankings and lists in October and January, but you weren't on the final rankings in April and you kind of, you kind of showed them a little bit. Maybe they made a mistake with your playoff performance that uh, we talked about, but when that final list did come out, was that a bit of a disappointment for you? Um, yeah. Like any other kid being on something and taking it off, you can, you can look at it and, and be sad over it, but, like you said, I kind of rather, rather be, rather than looking at it and been like, why is that not me? I kind of use it as motivation. And in the end, a number is just a number. Sometimes it's nice to have them next to your name, but in the end you need to be confident in yourself. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what I was in the end. Um, yes, it, it may have been a little frustrating or unfortunate, but, uh, I think I used it in the right way to fuel my playoffs. And, uh, also that like, if, if you can say this to any kid, if you need to be confident in yourself before other people are confident in you. So if you were speaking to an NHL GM or scout, how would you describe your game and how would it translate to the next level? Um, I'd like to say that my game is somewhat of a, a Swiss army knife. It's, it's a player that is willing to compete 110% in any zone, um, cares about the small details. It's a physical player um, that has uh, an IQ and likes to make plays offensively. Someone that's not afraid of playing in the, uh, in the hard corners of the ice, but someone that's also likes to play at a fast pace. So the draft is June 28th and 29th. Uh, what's your plan on, uh, on draft day? Are you going to watch? Are you going to go there? What's, uh, what's your plan? Well, I'm staying home. Um, just spending time with my family. Uh, I'm not too sure yet if it falls on a, on a weekday. And if it is a weekday, then that means I'll be in the gym at 7.45 in the morning <laughs> and I will be on the ice at 12 o'clock. It's a weekday, so you might miss it. You'll have to check your phone afterwards. Maybe. But <laughs> I think the most important thing during those times is just to stay busy. Good call. Um, so uh, just a couple more here. Uh, if you were to get selected, obviously it'd be a, a huge milestone. Uh, what would it mean to you and your family if you got that news? I would mean the world. Um, obviously it's been a dream since I was a little kid. And since I can remember, um, and there's 32 teams. And if any team was to draft me, I'd be the happiest kid. Last question. You're committed to Michigan state university. Um, what was it about that school that, uh, made you want to go there? Why was it the right fit for you? Uh, I think going back to the same thing, why just Cholak was, um, was the coaching staff. They were really personal, easy, easy to talk to. And I really liked what was being done with the program. It was a new coaching staff this year and, and they did, they had a pretty impressive year for a new coaching staff. Um, but they were all amazing people and easy to talk to. I all felt like they really cared about their players development and, uh, and they all really wanted to make everyone around them better. Um, 
I felt like they had confidence in me and I had the same confidence in them. So I feel like that's why it worked out. And, uh, and a really, really big reason why I'm happy that I, I get to be committed there. All right, AJ. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Really appreciate it. Uh, and best of luck at the draft in a few weeks. Yeah, thank you. All right, that does it. Thanks so much for listening to part one of our NHL draft preview presented by Chevrolet. Thank you so much to my guests, AJ Lacroix, who you just heard from, and of course, Matthew Wood, Idar Suniev, and Owen Beckner. The NHL draft takes place on Wednesday, June 28th and Thursday, June 29th. Uh, And the BCHL will have you covered for everything you need to know about the draft. Uh, We've had uh, player Q&As posted for each draft prospect over the past week or so. Uh, We will have a full draft preview for you on Tuesday, uh, which is today if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out. Uh, And we'll be covering the draft itself. The BCHL will be in Nashville for the draft. So we'll have plenty of graphics, uh, interviews, all that good stuff. So uh, be sure to check out our website and social media to stay completely up to date on the NHL draft. And if you liked hearing these extended interviews with the draft prospects, make sure you check back in for part two of our uh, NHL draft preview on the BCHL podcast. Uh, Part two will be out tomorrow. Uh, which is Wednesday, June 28th, and will feature interviews with Bradley Nadeau from the Penticton Vs, Victoria Grizzlies defenseman Hoyt Stanley, West Kelowna Warriors alumnus and Quinnipiac University defenseman Charles Alexis Legault, as well as Vs defenseman Ryan Hopkins. So be sure to check back in tomorrow for another four great interviews. Uh, In the meantime, thank you to our presenting sponsor, Chevrolet, And of course, thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this together behind the scenes. All right, everyone, thanks for listening and hope to have you back here tomorrow for part two. 